we go. You are listening to Only the Important Stuff, and I'm your host, Jeff Heinrich. It is Monday, October 2nd, 2023. Thank you for checking out the podcast. It means the absolute world that you guys are listening to this. Truly appreciate it. Super excited for today's guest, having another uh, recurring guest on, uh, Miss Anna Schmoll. Decided to share some time with us and jump back on. We dive into the fact that her oldest is now graduated, her youngest is now starting school. We get a little Disney World recap, and then uh, we dive into and spend some time talking about both of us losing our fathers in, honestly, a very eerily similar way. Um, Again, thank you for checking out the podcast. Hope this uh, does something for you today. Um, Yeah, and with that, let's get to it. Look at you being all festive. It's spooky season. All right. All right, we're going to do that. Let me... Let me drop a background on you. Oh, how the heck are you, Anna? Good. How are you? I'm going to go haunted house. I'm good. I'm good. Oh, I didn't see that one. I just saw the pumpkins and I was like, yes, spooky season. Like I'm in. Big Halloween person. Pardon me? Are you a big Halloween person? I am. Okay. I, well, last, like, I like to decorate for it, and, like, I get out the skulls and the bats, and Tari thinks I'm part of a cult. Yeah. He, he, so I'm he's like, not. He's anti-Halloween. Correct. He, like, was starting to hide the sure. hide the skulls that I had placed out. Sure. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, yeah. What are we going to talk about today? Uh, you know, you got a list we'll talk about a bunch of stuff. Like, but first, okay. like, how are you? How, how are things? How are things going? Great. Life, life treating you well. Life is, life is good. You know, just trying to get back into the routine with school starting and, yeah. um, AB's what, what grade is he in now? Kindergarten. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, let's start there, right? You got one starting and now one is done. <laughs> Like, what's, how's that treating you mentally? Well, you know, I think I'm just like, oh my God, we have to do this all over again now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But at the same time with just a completely different personality and it's, it's almost, I feel a little bit bad for Amy because I was doing all the things for Henry. We were decorating. We were making things. We were making Valentines, making creations for the teachers. We were, I don't know, going places. And now I'm like, can we just relax? You want to go for a bike ride? Oh, okay. (laughs) I mean, I do it, but I'm like so much more tired. Yeah. Well, babies are a young person's game. Right? Like, yeah. Without a doubt. So, yeah, I, I feel you. I feel you. And I also think that's classic second child, right? We probably, yeah. We, you know, we were hardcore. I, I don't want to say we were hardcore, um, but just, you know, Jack has this baby book that's like well documented through the, through like four years old. Then it fell <laughs> off a little bit. Whereas, and like Jocelyn's is like she was born. And that was it. And that was it. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was like, there's too much. It, we got too much going on. Uh, <laughs> um, sorry, we'll fill that out someday, I promise. 
<laughs> we'll get caught up later. Right. However, you know, the, the, the positive is that I now can, you know, Henry's kind of going to be doing his own thing and he's out and about and it's not like I have to be watching or paying attention to two kids at the same time or trying to get the rides coordinated for two kids. And, mm-hmm. oh, my gosh. So there's there's that. I, you know, I have to be thankful for that. How's how's life? Uh, how was that? Right. Let's. Henry graduated. Yes. So he is doing what now and how, how, yeah, doing what now? We'll start there. What is he doing? Um, are we recording? Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you got it started right out of the gate. Yeah, I'll do an intro um, later. I, I do all that I later now. Let's just talk. I see, I see. Um, what is he doing? So Summer just, he kind of took kind of easy, just I don't want to say he laid around, but he he just enjoyed himself and mm-hmm. had fun, went out with his friends, which is not typical of him. So I was glad sure. that he actually got out and did some things. Right. Um, he completed all of his coursework for the like real estate and doing okay. just re- reality. And so he's... He's taking a couple of tests. He's, he's a couple tests in, and yeah. he's got a couple more to go. Okay. So and is that realistic. like? How's that? <laughs> but this is not a great time for that. So how's that going? Like, is he? Well, so you know, he's one of those kids that wants multiple streams of income. So he's he's studied all up on that, he's and he started kids. his own. He started his own LLC. Okay. Um, tinting. So that's what he's been doing the last half of the summer and now. Like cars? Yes. Does he travel? He has not started traveling. Like travel to do that? Or does he make people bring them their cars? He makes people bring them his cars. Uh, I was going to say, he can come up and tint my windows. He he might be a traveler. I don't know yet. I'll give him some (laughs) business. Yeah. That's okay. So, So... He's got uh, he's got a business. He's yeah. trying to get into real estate. What else? Or is that it? There's well, two he, jobs he, enough. He's doing a little gambling on the side. Love that. <laughs> Love that. What's he gamble Just, on? Uh, no, they go to the him and his cousins oh, and sure. uncles, and they just kind of go as a group. Something to do, and yeah, um, they'll play. They go out to TI mostly, but they'll play. Interesting some roulette mm-hmm. and uh mostly roulette henry likes roulette he'll sure. play blackjack but he's or poker he'll play some poker too. right on yeah i could see so, him getting like real into that because it's very analytical right and yeah like tells you what roulette is just you're guessing that's all it is yeah um there's another game and i just forget what it is but craps maybe yeah he was he i mean when we were on vacation and things like that he he really was studying that he's like i wish i knew how to play this better so i could get in there i was like mm-hmm. yeah i wish i could tell you too i mean i sat there and was told what to do but i don't sure. know how to play that game <laughs> right right but well how's yeah, it feel so to have a high school graduate what like to. what are like what's going through your head there are you like get out or come back what what's going on 
Oh, he's he's welcome to stay as long as he's he's doing some things around the house that I need him to do. Mm-hmm. So, um, I did ask him. I was like, "Do we get a tax break on you know the square footage of the garage for for your business? <laughs> like, you better sure. look into that. Yeah, <laughs> I might have to start charging you. Mm-hmm. So, um, but no, I'm I'm really in no rush to to shoo him out. But I know he's probably more excited to get out than yeah. Than I am. So, were you like that? Like after high school, were you like, let me, like, I gotta, I gotta go? Or was it, uh, I kind of want to stick around? Because I think that that's a weird thing that a lot of kids these days, um, are very, like, they're not like eager to leave the nest. Whereas I feel like our generation was. I can't, I think I was, I was eager, but I also wasn't, I went to Normandale for a couple of years. So I did stay at home. I wanted to save money or, you know, and then I had to pay for my college, most Mm. of it. So, I mean, that was a learning lesson as well. My, you know, my dad was like, I'll support you. You can live here and, you know, do whatever, but, um, you have to pay for your college. I was like, that's fine. So I was working like two to three jobs, Mm -hmm. um, and I was, I was out at Mystic, so they did have some tuition reimbursement. But So I stayed home for a few years, and then um, then I went to Winona State. I liked it there, but I couldn't get into, like, I couldn't decide on a major, so then I just came back and did the U of M. So I lived. Sure. I lived at home for, like, one more year, and then I moved out. So I wasn't, I wasn't in a rush. Okay. <laughs> so... I'm kind of the same way for him too. Like I, you know, he can stay for fairly as long as he wants. Sure. He's, you know, 20 ish, some things you should probably find something if, if it gets to that point, but I don't think it will. Like he's very eager to, yeah, to, to do something. Just, I could see him like moving in with his cousins okay, and, you know, renting together. They're, they're tight. They're a mm-hmm. good group of, of kids together. Yeah. So, Does he have um, any ambition to try and go to college? Oh, he doesn't. He doesn't want the college debt. Yeah. So, you know, even before he graduated, I was like, well, there's grants, there's, Mm -hmm. you know, scholarships. He's like, nah, I, I, there's that, those aren't 100% guaranteed. And um, so he, he's just not interested in that. Yeah, like so I, I've come to the acceptance of it, and I think that's, I think there's just multiple streams of ways that you can still build a business, you can still build a, a living, sure. you can do all of that stuff without that. I have plenty of friends that have done that. Yeah, and so I trust his motivation and his determination. Yeah, right. Like I, but, I think college, like I'm not anti-college. I'm not pro-college. Right. There are benefits to it. Uh, I think it's obviously super necessary if you're trying to get like this very higher technical level of a skill, like you're going to be an accountant or a nurse or a teacher or a doctor, right? Engineer, lawyer, right? Like there's a lot of like professions that you you have to go to because you just need to continue learning. But, you know, like for the general person, right, you, you get a business degree, a communications degree whatever else might 
that include, right? Like that lumps kind of into just whatever you can go do whatever with it. Honestly, like the education is not as important as like the experience and socialization probably is right. I'm sure you pick some stuff up. I actually, I know you do. You do pick some stuff up from going, but really you're just kind of like figuring out how things work, you know, while they're, but realistically, you could probably, you know, I could have done what I was doing without it. You probably could too, for the most part, right? Like, I mean, shit, you're yeah. a, you went to college for a, and got a Spanish major. But, yeah. Putting that to use all the time now, aren't you? Well, I did actually, you did. Oh, I like, know. <laughs> um, college, you know, but I haven't used it lately, not for a right. professional at right. all. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. for a personal, personal perspective or just 100% well yeah it obviously makes you you more marketable no doubt about it but yeah yeah. I mean especially when you can't like consider the massive debt that people are now having to incur to go to these institutions I'm I'm 50 50 on whether or not I'm gonna like tell my kids you have to go you know well and that's just that's just the thing is I think it was it's it was so that was what we were told. Like, oh, you, mm-hmm. you have to get, you have to go to college to get a good job. You have to, yeah. you know, get a four year degree and then you have to get a master's degree to get a good job. And, you know, it's, I, I, I call bullshit on that, you know, like there's sure. plenty of people out there that don't have college educations, but they've got, they're millionaires or, you know, they've built their own wealth For in sure. whatever ways. So 100%. You know, there's, there's options options out there (laughs) absolutely it's just you got to be able to navigate that right and like sell it you know that hey i've got real world experience not college experience so take that for what it's worth right um and i i know a lot of people yeah just like you talking about that are successful without it and the beautiful thing about the world today is you can make a living doing almost anything right whether it's something like this if you're good enough at it or Real estate, you know, if you're good enough at it, to flipping burgers if you're good enough at it. You know what I mean? Like you and and you're savvy enough to navigate, you know, that whole those worlds and you know, get financing, open a restaurant, do what you know, you can figure you can find your path without a formal education. Exactly. For sure. For sure. Um so you got a kindergartner. Yeah. <laughs> yep, I got a kindergartner, What's, so we're gonna start this all over again. What has changed the most since when Henry was in? Are you do you see any big changes, or is it still kind of the same? I mean, it feels the same to me. I mean, going to okay, let's get you to the bus, let's get you to mm-hmm. school. You know that is all the same for me but what's interesting is just to see tari because that's all new to him yeah and i'll be like oh yeah we just have to go to like this teacher night or you know meet the teacher and he's all like well what is that what do we need to do and i'm like but we just show up at the school it's it's no big deal like (laughs) you know he's he's like well you know do we bring his I'm just like, grab his bag of supplies. He needs to bring this to the school. Well, what are we going to do with it? Where is it going to go? We'll just, you'll see when we get there. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So me trying to, you know, just explain that to him and for him to, you know, go through the process um, is, is fun. 
you know, I, I was like, are you sad that he's starting kindergarten? Cause for me, like, well, what I'm not, I'm not too emotional of a person, but he, I, well, I mean, I wasn't sad when he yeah, yeah. went to kindergarten. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I guess I, I should like, say. Oh, really? This is yeah. new. This is new. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Well, I mean, I'm not a sad, emotional person. Yeah. yeah, Am yeah. I? No, 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 no. But anyways, I don't catch it. Whatever. Yeah. So, so I was like, are you, are you sad? He's like, well, well, you know, kind of a little bit like he's a big boy now and he's going off to school. Sure. And I was like, I know those five years flew by like so fast. For sure. So fast. I mean, it's just a big mark in time, right? Uh, yeah. That kind of like ends one chapter of, you know, your child's not in school and now they're starting school and the routines are going to start to develop and you're super excited about that. Um, and them learning and growing and whatnot. And then you're going to look up, like I know for myself, right? Like Jackson is now at this stage where he just leaves the house yeah like well so he's got a watch that he can like let us you know and he'll ask but then he's just gone right so he goes to school he comes home you know how's the day how's oh, good can i go to wills or grayson's go or out, yeah Ben's down to the or, street and he just takes off and then we have to like text him like come home for dinner you know what i mean so you see him in the morning for like a you know 30 to 40 minutes real quick after school and then at dinner and then he goes to bed. Right. And it's just, it's very, you know, you, you kind of start to now recognize like, man, and in five more years, then he's going to be driving. Right. And you go from being so involved in everything they do. And now you're just kind of seeing it slowly dissipate. And it's kind of like, fuck man. Yeah. Um, I think it'll come like come back though in a in a few years where I think it's different for moms though in I don't know just like conversations or things like that but isn't he's playing sports Yeah. So you guys have that? Yeah, we we still have that. We still have our things, right, that we that we bond over and it's not like oh my god, I feel so, you know, disconnected oh, from him or they're anything. so independent but it's just yeah you're starting to see that and kind of it forces you to kind of recognize like man you know um time is fleeting with yeah. this constant you know connection and you're really going to have to kind of like make an effort you know to continue to like stay close if you're going to try to right whereas like when you're when they're young and you're in it and it's you're their entire world right and they can't do anything without you uh there's like a sense of oh my god i just want a a break and now there are times when i find myself like standing in the driveway going or to shit where the fuck are my kids you know what do i do with myself Like, I'll shoot hoops, I guess, in the driveway by myself as a 43-year-old man. Like, that's okay. I mean, I could mow the lawn three times a week. You know what I mean? Like, you just, like, trying to find busy work and, like, putzing around the house. I know, especially when it's, like, go, 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 and then there's nothing to go do. Like, Like, I will say, this has been a weird season, Um, and that 
in that term, like, just because, like, I was like, oh, my God, I loved it. Like, football was coming yeah, and go to sports. football games. And and I'm like, ooh, the first couple of football games, I was like, I, I'm really missing football. So, yeah. and I asked Henry, I was like, are you, do you wish you could be, he went to, like, the homecoming game. Mm-hmm. And I was like, do you miss it? He goes, yeah, I kind of do. I mean, they got to stay, they, you know, they were on the field with the, with the, with the guys and things like that. But he's like, that's the only thing that really I was ever excited for. So I was like, yeah. oh. it's super sad. Like when you, when your careers are done, you know what I mean? Cause yeah. like that, those were your dudes. Those were your, that was your group, your gang, whatever. Right. And you don't have that. And it, there's like this very real realization, like, man, you're just kind of like on your own now. Um, yeah. And you have to make these concerted efforts to stay connected to people. Whereas like when you're in those things, well, every day we have practice every day we have, you know, on Friday it's night. More natural. Yeah. It's just, yeah. it's part of the schedule to be together. And right. so now it's, you know, you gotta, yeah, you just gotta make those efforts and it's tough and it, it's harder and harder and harder, you know, just gets harder and harder to stay connected to people. You start scrapbooking for fun. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> That's what we call it. We call it scrapbooking, but really we're out there just, you know. Yeah, exactly. It, I golf, right, with my friends. Like, it's, we watch a football game. What It's any excuse to get together and just hang out with the, the group, right? Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Um. But you guys went to Disney World? Oh, yes, we did. Let's yes, we did. Disney we had to a senior trip. Because you were like, uh, you're like a big Disney fanatic, right? Like you're walking around with the ears. You're screaming at the characters, <laughs> passing out when you see, you know, Gaston. I didn't pass out now, <laughs> but I, I can't, I can't deny the ears or the excitement of seeing characters. You're, you're right. <laughs> that yeah. is exciting to me. <laughs> I'm like a little kid. You're a nerd. Um, uh, hey, you can call me a nerd, but Just it's kidding. the happiest place on, on earth. So when was, how long between your previous trip to this one? I think. I think it was seven or eight years. That's a long time. So, yeah, and so much had changed. They don't have the fast passes anymore. Mm-hmm. So, you know, thanks to you and Jen and um, your little recap of Disney. And, of course, my cousin, like, mm-hmm. got all the tips of the lightning lanes. And, okay, we're getting our phones ready to, to get get everything going for the morning and mm-hmm. we were up at 6 30 and we were crawling back home as the parks were closing so um yeah. it was yeah we we went hard for three days it was awesome what were the changes that you were like happy that they made and or any changes that you're like i can't believe they did this um, I mean, it's to have to pay additional for the lightning lanes and, you know, some of that stuff or pay for the, oh my gosh, I can't even think of what it's called anymore. The individual lightning lane and then the genie plus. 
Yeah, Genie Plus. Like you're paying an additional amount for Genie Plus every day you're there. It's kind of like, really? We're paying, you know, $200 a day for a, a, a damn ticket. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that, you know, it's kind of like you just hit a button and you don't actually see the money leaving your leaving your pocket. So it's not as hard, but um, it's pretty smart. I'm still paying for it now. But, oh, yeah. So th- that was kind of disappointing. Um, you know, I do think like as we were there and the, when you used your like your genie plus, mm-hmm. you could go ahead and start scheduling your next genies. And we had the park hopper. So we we literally went to three parks in one day wow. and we had it down like we just had it down to a, a schedule like we did not do a lot of stopping and sitting we went from ride to ride to you know thing to park to whatever <laughs> you know it, um is so, that a, did is that enjoyable I think so for us and you know I think with the way that we were tr- quote trained in Disney um my cousin she always had a plan and we were just like yes let's go we and literally we would get our fast passes we would run to the first ride um I mean the kids were little at that point so it was really exciting Sure <laughs> and even I mean as an adult I I got excited clearly but um <laughs> I think for us, like, and just me and Henry being by ourselves, I I think that was just a bonding opportunity in itself. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we could kind of go and do wherever we wanted to go. Um, Not that we hadn't before, but it was, you know, like, oh, let's try this. We haven't done this before. Or, Mm -hmm. you know, um, we tried different restaurants and we really only did one planned meal a day. And yeah. just brought a couple of snacks because we, you know, we could sustain that. And we ate like a middle of the day lunch and yeah. we were on our way to the next thing. Right. Uh, there's a lot of new things, though, too. So that was exciting. Um, I don't think in the other times that I had been to Epcot had I ever walked around the entire world. Oh, really? Yeah. So we would only go to like, well, we'd go to Mexico and to that one first half and we would never go to the right side when you walk in. Yeah. Because there was no rides over there. Yeah. Necessarily at the yeah. times that we had gone. No, there's not. So we yeah. would, right. And then when they added frozen, you know, when we would go a little bit further to yeah. Norway yeah. and we ended up in China and we got some food and ended with the night, you know, the night fireworks or the uh, laser show. Mm-hmm. But so that was the first time we actually walked around the entire. Okay. Outcome. And it was during the day. So that was also interesting. Sure. Um, so did you, that was a plus. Did you do the, did you drink around the world? No, I mean, I did try a couple of cocktails, but I did not. I did. I, did you? Oh yeah, I had a drink in every country. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I uh, will say I will I will do that at one point, but um I don't know. We just we had everything just so timed out we sure. didn't really have a lot yeah. of time to stop. So That's my That's my like biggest frustration with it, right? Is like and honestly, 
Epcot felt like the only place where we were, where we took some time and just kind of tooled around and it was around, you know, around the world. Right. And the kids got to like, look at some of these silly gift shops and, you know, we'd try a a little piece of food and a drink from every country, you know, uh, going around, around the world, quote unquote, even though it's not, um, and they, they enjoyed that and, uh, you know, but that was the only time when you're there where you felt like you were just kind of like meandering, right? Uh, and that's yeah. like my biggest gripe is it, it feels so fucking rushed and it's really hard to take it in because um, you're A to B to C to, and in your case, like going park to park, which is a whole nother freaking yeah. deal. It's tough to enjoy it. That's all. Yeah. And so the other thing too, that was interesting and, and, you know, I get it. Um, I wouldn't say that it was a plus or a minus, but you couldn't hop parks until after one o'clock. Yeah. And so previously, like we could go to, you know, one park and hit up whatever ride it was and go and only do that one park for that day and then get out of there. And so, you know, the benefit, the plus side is like, oh, you have to, you have to stay in the park until one o'clock. So, sure. um, you know, I think when Animal Kingdom was just for us, our, our main ride was Mount Everest. That's what we would do. We would go to Animal Kingdom, get our fast pass right away for Mount Everest, mm-hmm. do that ride, maybe do the Bugs Life on the way out. And then we'd hit the other parks for the day. Yeah. So, but they've... I think they've all added a lot of cool rides to every single park that it makes it worth your while to stay there until one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so what, let's do this. What's your favorite park? Um, and why? Why? Well, God, I don't know. That's so hard. So, <laughs> it used to be I think it used to be Hollywood Studios. Sure. Um and I just liked the you know like the I just liked the old building scenes or the how they have like things set up like you're actually in your own little you're, like on you're a in a Hollywood yep. scene. You're yep. in a movie scene, yeah. Um, also the tower of terror is like our favorite ride. Yeah. <laughs> so it was like, we love that place. So I, 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 that used to be my, my favorite. Um, and they always had the best thrill rides. Right. In the past. Yeah. Um, I would say Epcot. I, I'm, and I've loved, I've liked Epcot. But the Guardians of the Galaxy, like, holy shit, that's where we wanted to be every It's the greatest ride I've ever been on. Oh, my God. And then when the music hit, I was like, holy shit, this is amazing. Yeah. How many times? Because didn't you say you wrote it uh, four times? Four times, yep. And we had a different song every time, so we got lucky. What was your favorite song that they played on the ride? Um. Everybody wants to rule the world, but oh, tears refuse. Yeah. So that we we got um, 
that one and uh what is it the conga yeah come maybe do that conga <laughs> um but yeah tears for fears absolutely like shredded uh i think what was so awesome about that is because like you're in the roller coaster and then you come around and you see the the world and you're like wow like yeah. this is so just fucking awesome <laughs> right right well and like oh man like they do such a good job like i i, I could shit on disney all day long you know what I mean? Like I could sit here and be like, "Oh my God, they do." Of course you could. <laughs> they they take all your money. You know, they charge you fifteen to twenty bucks per person per day to be this genie plus, so you can reserve rides. Then you have to pay another fifteen to twenty bucks per day to do these individual lightning lanes, and it's just running from A to B to C. You know, trying to like hit all your reservations and maximize your time, and so on and so yes. you know, like I could go on and on, and that's not even getting into the money. Like actually. <laughs> the money right like how right. much it actually costs uh but the rides they do them so well like it's a story from the second you hit the line you know what i yeah. mean like when when you're in the queues and in in your in your waiting like you're getting backstory and there's things to look at to like entertain your kids and um Again, they're just telling the story, and then the ride is done well, right, for the most part. Um, the older ones, you know, can use some updating. But, man, like, it, it, if you just – you can take a second to appreciate all that, it, especially when then you go to, like, Valley Fair, yeah. and it's just metal posts, and you're standing in a line, and you're like, fuck, I'm hot. Why are we here? Running balls, yeah. Yeah, you know. <laughs> and they do that – they just do that shit so well. You know, uh, that you really do appreciate that. We're right. And then at the end of the day, when you can entertain yourself standing in a line for, well, and I have to say, like, I don't know, with all of the new features, we didn't really have to stand in a line for longer than a 10 to 15 minute time frame. Right. So, but even for that amount, like there was a couple of rides like Ratatouille. I yeah. wanted to stand in the queue and to see what was going on yeah. and, and all of that. And then the same with the guardians of the galaxy. It was like, we just rushed right up to, I was like, man, I want to stand and see everything. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but shit, I lost my train of thought, but it, I mean, I don't know. Like I think once we got there, we, it was kind of our mission to see how much we could do in the yeah. three days that we had. Yeah. And so, you know, all of that, then you just kind of realize like it really is worth spending the extra $20 a day to plan your day um, rather than standing in a queue for two hours. Yeah. I was going to say, right. Like that's the, that's the question. I mean, obviously, and it does come down to, what you can afford individually right I, and yeah. I totally get that and they do if you can pay you can have a significantly better experience than if you can't um because if you're gonna pay then yes use it correctly and you're not standing in lines for very long it's 10 minutes when your fast pass window you know once your fast pass window hits, or I, I'm gonna call it that forever. Um, I know I will too. Let's when, get in a fast. Let's get a fast pass. 
when your when your time hits, um, it's it's a ten minute at most. You know what I mean? Yeah. Most time it's five, right? And you're just in and out, and then it's on to the next one, and bing, bang, boom, and yeah, like they do it well. So I do think it's worth it because you can get a an absolute shit ton of things in in a short yeah. period of time. Like because you wrote everything of any significance, right? Like when you were at Animal Kingdom, you um, you did Everest. I'm assuming yep. you did the Avatar stuff. Yep. Yeah. Did Pandora twice, right in, right back to back. Yep. Like, yeah. Um, <laughs> whereas if you don't, you know, like you're having to do rope drop, navigate the yeah. park opposite the crowd. We did rope drop regardless. Well, yeah, it's, a, you know. it's an easy way to knock out a ride without having to use the Genie Plus thing. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. And again, if you're maximizing your time, right, like... Yeah, we were doing rope drop, but we weren't there an hour and a half before rope drop. Like some people no. are because they're really trying to be first in line, you know? Right. We were we were driving. Well, so the first, the second day, the second and third day, we parked at Epcot. Um, we, we only did Animal Kingdom on the first day, but then we parked at Epcot because then we could take the monorail to to magic and then we could take the other little skyliner to Mm -hmm. to hollywood so that's that's what we did then for both those days and but i mean we were we were i think we yeah we were and there wasn't a dull time our lunch was kind of our rest period and then it was like go um we did i we made i made a list and we did 36 attractions so you know we took a couple of sitting ones where it was just kind of like do 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 yeah um in three days and that's a lot that is a we hit that is a ton yeah we hit three parks in in one day so so your favorite was, your favorite park now is epcot probably yes okay least favorite ah I mean, I would probably have to say Animal Kingdom. Just that's the least amount of time that we've sure. that we spent. Um, but I don't know. I think, you know, I think if I had to rank them, it would be Epcot, Hollywood, Magic, and then Animal. That would okay. be my ranking. Come in here. Hi, Jackson. How are you, bud? Good. Good. What you up to? I used to work with her. What are you up to? Eating dinner. Ooh, what's for dinner? What's for dinner? Chili. (gasps) Yum. Does your mom make it? Yeah, she makes a mean chili. That's what I've heard. Yeah. He's he's very fascinated by this whole process. That is good. That's cool. You enjoying football? You enjoying football? Yeah. He's not playing right now. No. Mm-mm. Took the fall off. Yes. Oh, okay. Um, That's all right. That's gonna good. Going to do some training and then jump into basketball and off we'll go. Basketball is fun too. Woohoo! Yeah, absolutely. Baseball? You going to play some baseball too? Uh, he played baseball this summer. What's your favorite sport? I don't know. Dynamite. It's kind of tough to decide. It's Either tough to decide. Or football. 
baseball or football. There you go. They're all good sports. Yes. Crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, so what did you think of magic kingdom? Well, that's just like the nostalgic place, right? Yeah. So it's gotta be, um, but you got to ride Tron. So I didn't get to ride. Tron. What was your thoughts on Tron? We did Tron the first, the first time it was during the day Mm -hmm. and it was still light out. Oh, it was cool. You know, um, our second experience, it was at night and it was like 10 times better. It's just, it's for whatever reason, it seemed faster. (laughs) I think it's just because you can't really see as much. Yeah. It's got like the magic king or not magic kingdom, uh, space mountain effect. Right. Yes. Yep. So you can see all of that, the lights, the feature. I mean, actually the, the one, the last night we were there, I think we got our genie plus at 10 o'clock. I think the park was closing at 11. I don't know. We only had like an hour left. So we got our genie plus we get on Tron and we had booked Thunder Mountain. We literally had to run, and it was a it was a point seven five mile run because I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> Jeez, <laughs> running through the the crowds in yeah. the back lane of the fireworks. So while we were on Tron, we got to see the fireworks happening, and that was that was pretty sweet too. Oh wow! But, I bet that was dope. It was. I was like, "Oh my god!" This is like perfect timing. Mm. So sweet. So, and then, you know, with the, with the magic bands, that new feature and the fireworks at the same time, and they have the, it's sinking. So all the lights are, you know, lighting up on, on the magic band. Um, so you just, guys went with the fancy magic bands. We went with the basics. I just used my watch. Yeah. I had, I had to, I had to go all in. I mean, like yeah. you said, I have the ears I've got, I, we had t-shirts every single day. Okay. Um, we weren't matching by any means, but. Talk you know, me through the t-shirts. What were those like? Um, I mostly did tank tops. Thank God. Cause it was so hot when mm-hmm. we were there. Um, and what, then. What were the themes we bought- of the t-shirts? Well, this time around, we didn't have themes, but normally in the past, we had be, I know. You're slipping. I know. (laughs) We used to do like the classic, the classic Mickey. We would do Walt Wednesday. Okay. Where we would have a Walt, like our Walt quote shirt. Mm -hmm. We used to do Mickey Monday. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So we didn't go that route this time, but okay. Henry Henry was down to wearing a, a Mickey shirt every day. So for that, I was I was I was impressed. Did you make them or buy them? I just I bought them. I did not have time to be making any anything. Okay, okay. All my craftiness. Well, yeah, I just figured you know you're you're real into crafting. Didn't know if you were rocking the cricket or whatever it's called. Well, yeah, I, I mean, I have got one of those, but we, I did one year make tie-dye, so we, it was tie-dye Tuesday, and we would do like a hidden Mickey, so I created those when the hidden Mickeys were the thing. They say that that's no longer um, yeah, you really know, 
a thing anymore. So, like, uh, you tipped me off on that because I went um, eight years ago when Jack was, like, one. Baby, yeah. Yeah, like, we were pregnant with Jocelyn, and we were there, and you had told me about that. So, like, my brother, sister, wife, and I, like, we were walking around, like, looking for him, right? And we'd found a bunch, right, because, you know, it was a thing. And then, like, we were telling the kids, like, there's hidden Mickeys everywhere. Like, look for them. And we couldn't find any. No, and there was one. So there's one on the um, Tower of Terror when you come out into the shop that there's supposed to be. There was one in, like, one of the one of the cases, like, at the counter or whatever. So we're looking for it, looking for it. And I go, oh, my gosh, that's a hidden Mickey. And she goes, well, it's not technically. I go, well, it looks like one. She goes, well, they don't really technically do them anymore because, you know, the the ears have to be a little bit smaller than the than the head. Mm-hmm. And so if it's the same size circles, that's not a that's not a hidden Mickey technically. So mm-hmm. and also at the top of Mount Everest, they used to have the silhouette of the Mickey, like, like his little nose. Sure. Um, they, I didn't even recognize that in the ride. Like I was, so I think they, one of the cast members said that they, they just don't do those anymore. So they must've eliminated them. It's so Why weird I that know. they would be going away from that. I know. Cause it was, I don't know, and I I was listening to a lot of Mickey and Disney podcasts for a while there, and I never found anything on the on the hidden Mickeys. But I have to calm myself down then afterwards, like the Disney hype, because sure. I become a little bit obsessive and get down the rabbit hole of oh my god, yeah. Well, I've just spent three hours on you know bouncing around a Disney website for mm-hmm. nothing. Well, but that's like, I think that's what you have to do, unfortunately, to like maximize your experience there now, right? From like, what's the best way to like go about attacking these parks to, uh, you know, what's our food strategy, (laughs) (laughs) transportation, like you name it, right? Yeah. And that's the thing too, is, um, you know, I've told AB, like, he's like, I want to go to Disney. Why can't I come with you guys? And I'm like, well, this is just for Henry. Mm-hmm. We'll take you when you're seven. He's very adamant about this seven year old. So I was like, crap, I don't know if that's going to be a quick enough turnaround for me. <laughs> sure. But, um, even when, Henry and I were there. We're like, well, we won't like we were strategizing what our next trip will be like with AB mm-hmm. and Tari because there's not going to be go, go, go running. It's going to no. be like one park a day for sure. And then we just soak it all in yep. at the one park. We'll get everything in that we'd like. Yeah. And got to go, go slow and then enjoy the moment. Soak yeah. it in. Well, yeah. And I mean, We've talked about going back, right? Because our kids were nine and seven, and our trip was very cram-packed. But we said, like, look, like, we've done it all now, or the vast majority. So now when we go back, we know what's the priority, what do we really want to, like, focus on, and then how can we make sure everybody's having fun? Because there were days where, you know, the kids were crapping out. Um, You know, they're they're just tired because they're up late, they're up early. 
um, and it's go, 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 and it's hot, you know, you're warm, you know, so it's just, it's a lot for children uh, yes. to take in and, you know, they're, they don't have the energy level and or patience or anything like that, that you do. So you have to, you have to factor that in. And we beefed the first day when we were at Magic Kingdom because we, we had talked about like taking breaks midday, going back to the resort, relaxing. That's key. Re-energizing and then coming back. And we were like, well, let's just push through because we were so caught up in the freaking Genie Plus. The magic. Shit. <laughs> right? You were caught up in the magic. Uh, well, somebody was. I wasn't. I was like, we don't need to ride Peter Pan, Jen. Like, stop. You know what I mean? But she just kept booking shit. Um, and it's only so, a five-minute wait, Jeff. <laughs> right. So we missed the window you know, to, to go back and take a break. And we tried to push through and at like seven o'clock, the kids were like, you know, time to go. And it's like, okay. You know, and I was too, I was like, I'm done. Like, I don't want to sit here for another two hours and then fight everybody to get out, you know, and get back to the resort and all of that. So it was just like, let's just go regroup, try and hit it tomorrow and see what we can do. And yeah. Yeah. So, so I will say that's one of the strategies that we did years back when the kids were younger. Um, and that's, that's kind of how it, it started. Like one of the kids was just breaking down, melting down. It was like noon, one o'clock and they're like, that's it. We're taking you back to the hotel. Mm-hmm. And so the, the, my cousin and one of the kids went back and, they're like, this is a way to do it. And then all energized for the rest of the night, like literally just either swim or just kind of down, you know, just yeah. relax. Some napped. I napped. Yeah. Damn. Have <laughs> like, a snack. Get in a 20, 30 minute nap and get, get off your the, feet. Right. Air conditioning or heat, depending on the time of the year, whatever. Right. But just get off your feet, relax, yes. you know, fuel up and then go back. It's absolutely and that's, and the, way to do the way it. to do it. Yeah. Like, so we used to do that. To me, it's the way to do it as an adult. I don't want to be on my feet for 19 hours in a day. You know what I mean? Right. That's not enjoyable for anybody. Care we did that. Henry and I did that for the first day because we were waiting to get checked in at, at our place. Yeah. Um, and we kind of got too tired. And then we were really like, oh, man, we should have just kept going. I mean, two adults, that, you know, we should have just kept kept going through but it was just kind of funny because he was like oh my god i'm i'm too i'm feeling so old my legs are hurting i was like you are so out of shape he's too young to be acting like that now us we can say that like you know what i would like to just sit here for the rest of the night but an 18 year old 19 year old no way i know i was like come on dude please (laughs) so um but yeah it was it was funny i think his step counter and like I think I had like thirty five thousand steps was one of the mm. max of one of the days, and he has a little bit longer legs than I do, so That's his no wasn't joke. quite as high. It's no <laughs> joke, man. It's no joke. Um, Moving, but he enjoyed it. He was like, "This is still the shit, right?" Yeah, yeah, because we want to go back and we we. But we don't want it to be this, oh, the kids think they're too cool. You know what I mean? And I, that's, I think, like, that's one of those places, like, once you're there, 
there's always like this reverting back to being a child, even as an adult, right? Like I was nerding out a little bit and I, like, to me, it was like, eh, you know, like I don't care about Disney stuff, but even I was like, man, this is really cool. It's well done. You, you just appreciate it. Yeah. Well, and I was even surprised that he wanted to go. Like, I was like, so if we do, you want to do a senior trip to Disney? And he was like, yeah, I do that. And then I was like, only nine more days. And he would just have like this smirk on his face. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So it was, I was surprised that he wanted to do that as an 18 year old, to be honest. Um, Because then we did a a small cruise after that. Mm -hmm. And one of my friends asked him like, what was your favorite part about, you know, the cruise? And he was like getting off the boat. Yeah. did not enjoy that at all. So no. he, the best part was the Disney part for sure. Yeah. Have you done a lot of cruises? Just two. Are you a big cruise fan? I, I'm kind of, I don't know. I don't. Um, I like it just, I, I mean, yes and no, but it gets kind of boring when you're stuck on that boat. That's I my like fear. to be, I like to be able to go to the different places in one in one shot. Mm-hmm. That's the cool part. Um, but I will say, like, you know, we went. This is was our routine. Okay, we'll go to get out, get back on the boat, shower up, whatever, get a couple of drinks for me, and um, nice. hit dinner, and then we'd hit the comedy club, and then the casino for a little bit. Sure. And it was kind of like, okay, it's 10 o'clock. And we're like, what now? Yeah, <laughs> so, right. It just, you know, and it was just the two of us. It's not like, I think if you're with a group of people, maybe it would, you know, and I've been there with groups of people too. And it was maybe too many people mm-hmm. in the group. So that was hard because it was like, oh, well, so-and-so is doing this, 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 and this. Like, ugh, like, ugh. Yeah, right. <laughs> so... I just don't find the nightlife that entertaining on on the ship. Well, yeah, well, you have to get back on at like five or six or something. Yeah, I mean, let's be honest. Like, uh, cruise ship comedian, probably they, a bit of a bit of a hack. They were pretty funny, though. Actually, we watched this one guy. We went two times in a row just because he was pretty okay. hilarious. Okay. Yeah. So there can be some pretty funny comedians. That's for sure. sure. Yeah, that's my big fear, right? It's just feeling like, well, you're on their schedule. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you don't have the freedom to do what you want for as long as you want. You're just kind of stuck. Yeah. In their timeline, which I get, right? I mean, you know, you're on a boat. Like, it is what it is. So it's, you know, Jen's talked about it, and I'm like, "Eh, I don't know if that's... uh, what I want to do because I'm a yeah. like I like to relax but then I also like to be busy you know so like I'll go to a beach and then after about an hour I kind of look at her I'm like uh should we go do something because this is now I'm done right um yeah. and then when we're doing something I'm like can we go sit down because I'm done <laughs> doing this right like <laughs> it's, it's a bit of like yeah. I, I can't focus Totally. And I mean, I will say that there is 
There's a lot of activities. So it all just depends on what you're into. You know, they have a lot of different, like they have a piano bar, they have a karaoke bar, they have, you know, the nightclub, they have mm. blah, blah, blah. All, all yeah. of the things that you would think, but I mean, a mom and a son, I was like, well, hey, if you want to hit the nightclub, I'll, I'll go to bed. <laughs> sure. Um, he's like, no, nah, I'd rather watch the craps table. I was like, okay. So, yeah. you know, um, and that was the only place you could smoke. So that was also really gross for us standing in the damn casino yeah. and everybody smoking and, uh, but it's so weird to be around people who smoke now. Yeah. Um, I, I was out to eat the other night, like on a patio and there were the, and they weren't supposed to be doing it. Uh, because it's at a restaurant, but these people were outside and they were just smoking. And it was like, it, this is such a strange experience to be inundated with it. When, you know, like when we were 18, 19, 20, you know, first in the bars, it was like, you just go That's home. All it was. Yeah. Your clothes just reeked of it. Right. It's so weird to like encounter that now and be like, Whoa. Okay. Yeah, right, and even indoors, like we like people used to be smoking just sitting at the bar. Yeah, and that's wild to me. So, thank God we got rid of that crap for the most part. Yeah, Ugh. for real, for real. Oh shit! <sighs> what else is good, Anna? What's going on? What else is good? What else is good? Shit, I don't know. I, you know, I don't lead that exciting of a life, so hey, <laughs> I'm just will, momming over here. I'll say this. Uh, you, you have one of the most listened to episodes that I have. Really? Yeah. I wonder why that is. I don't know. Huh? You got a big network? No. Um, I, I uh, uh, probably huh? a bunch of reasons, right? Like there's, you know, your friends. <laughs> were into it but then i'll also like you know just in a different a change of pace right like a change up from probably what i do normally um for a lot of people um it was interesting like uh did you get do you get like do you get to see like comments and things do people yeah people comment? let me know what's up for sure yeah i don't I, know <laughs> i see things like that a hundred percent um but then like uh some of your friends like are actually in a weird roundabout circle with me, right? And yes. and they were like, Holy crap, you know, you know, you know her? Like, yeah. Like, and it was it was very cool to like have that conversation opened up with someone. Um I think it's Ryan and I believe her name is Jenny. Yep. Um, yeah, I graduated with Jenny. Yeah. So. And just hearing him talk about that and like he was gushing over you just you know she's good people wow. that's awesome i'm like it, yeah she is right like she's you know salt of the earth like super you know just super genuine and all that and so like i i appreciated that and obviously i appreciated that like working with you and you know getting to know you for cool. 13 years and we were together so yeah that was like awesome. all those degrees of separation and yeah then, super and, random. And what a weird way because you don't know ryan directly do you it's through one of your friends he is a brother-in-law gotcha yeah yeah so it's just like whoo exactly 
the third layer of the network. A hundred percent, right? Like the six degrees thing is a hundred percent like super real for most people, right? Uh, yeah. You know, like one of my good buddies knows Tiger Woods, right? So I'm. Yeah, I, I listened to that episode. I was like, that oh my period, god, that's, which is that's wild crazy. to me. <laughs> DJ'd his party, like, holy shit. Yeah. Golf with him? Didn't he golf with him at his house? Uh well, not with him. He golfed in oh. front of him. Um, but like that dude texts Josh Dumel. Right? Which <laughs> oh, look at you. Yeah. Um yeah. Like he, he you know, like we're at a wild game and he's texting with him. I'm like, dude, this this is the weirdest life that you live, <laughs> without a doubt. Um, that's awesome. Yeah, no, it was, uh, it's, it's been super cool to get like that feedback about things. Um, do you want to talk about your dad? Sure. Yeah, we can. Yeah. All right. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. We did say last time that we were gonna, we were gonna go there. So sure. Yeah. I mean, you mentioned him a little bit, but, um, we share an unfortunate connection in some respects and that we lost our, one of our parents too early. So like, tell me your story with your dad and kind of what all transpired there. So let's see. Henry was two, two ish, one and a half, two. When we found out that my dad was diagnosed with cancer and it was, a strange camp. Well, not whatever. It was, it was a small intestinal cancer. So he was having a lot of like, he thought it was maybe IBS or, you know, he had lost some weight, but couldn't really keep anything down. was just like, Oh, what is this? Like acidic stuff or Mm -hmm. whatever. So then finally that, that diagnosis came in and it was just strange because I was a new mom and, um, Mm -hmm. You know, my parents had moved up north to, like, the Breezy Point, Brainerd Lakes area. Um, not too long before that, you know, maybe they'd been there eight to ten years, and he was still he was still working mm-hmm. and commuting back to the cities. Um, so how old I, I was, God, I can't even think of how old I was 16 at the time. 16 years ago, 17 years ago. Yeah, so 30s, my mid 30s yeah. and um they just you know like we're gonna we're gonna get treatments we're gonna do all of this and you know go for the go for the ride and you know my grandpa had colon cancer and had um what do you i forget what he he survived colon cancer first round what do you say when you're in remission he was sure. in remission okay and then, you know, then it came back some years later, or whatever, and, and that, you know, that's how it just runs in the family. Um, and so we thought it was something that would be pretty, not necessarily curable, but, you know, Routine. hopefully he would be able to go into remission. But he, my dad did not want to have surgery. Like he thought that if, if, he, if you did surgery to try to have any cancer removed in your body, that it would just spread throughout your body. So he was okay. like, I'd rather take on the, the radiation, the chemo, mm-hmm. that route versus trying to cut into my body and, and remove any portion of the cancer. Okay. Also, it was like right by his, it was like 
in between the small and the large intestine, which is called the duodenum or the duodenum, yeah. something duodenum. to that effect. Yeah. Yeah. So that's where his cancer began. Um, and then about a year and a half, year, year and a half into it, and they lived up north. It was hard because I lived down here, and my one of my brothers, still in high school, mm-hmm. or just graduated, um, my other brother, he had moved to Hawaii, um, and then was just going to, you know, hang out there, do some things with my uncle, and he decided to move back um, when we found that out. So it's kind of hard because I don't really remember all of the details of, of that. It was just kind of like, okay, yeah, we're, we're living through this. And mm-hmm. my mom is a caretaker. So she was just working and then doing everything. He did work for a little while, but he was a pilot. So he would have had to have retired at the age of 65 anyways, which was only a few years away for him. Sure. Um, still commuting. And then, you know, the treatments got a little bit more intense. And there was one day he was sitting there and he, my brother lived up there at the time. And he's like sitting there looking at the remote control mm-hmm. or a telephone. And he couldn't remember my mom's phone number or he couldn't remember how to turn the TV on. It was just really weird, Um, you know, and my mom was like, well, what's your social security number? And he couldn't remember his social security number. So Mm -hmm. at that point, they realized that that had spread to his brain. Um, And they did some treatments at the U of M and he was in like a test group. Like they're testing their, their new methodologies of, you know, treatments and whatnot. So he did what was called a gamma knife surgery where he had to put like the, like they nailed this like halo onto him where it was like pushing all this radiation and things towards his brain. Um, and so, so that happened and then. That was like in the fall-ish of mm-hmm. whatever. And then come around the last six months of his life was just getting really weak. So he passed away when he was 62. And we found out when he was 60. Yeah. Um, 59, 60. I'm, I'm terrible at that. But um, so, yeah, that, so that's what went down. Um, he... The, he, you know, his memory and things like that had come back, which it was a strange thing because my dad was, he was quick. He was quick witted. He had a memory like so good. He could remember anything. Um, so yeah, it was, it was that he, he just started getting weaker and weaker. And I had just started kind of getting into my first real job and I didn't really know all of the I had no idea about FMLA nobody really even offered that to me so um I would just go up sometimes on the weekends and and you know then he fell one day and then that's what put him into like this coma basically 
And he was in the hospital for nine days before he actually passed away during that time. And he never, he was in a coma. He never really woke up, but I know that he knows that we were there. Mm-hmm. So that was, that was at least kind of comforting. Sure. So, yeah, I don't know what else to say. <laughs> no, I mean, it's never easy, like, talking about the story, right, of what occurred. Um, yeah. It sucks. It always sucks. There's nothing about it that's, oh, yeah, this this was great. <laughs> right? Um, right. But... You know, I, and, you know, obviously, I'm, you know, super sorry, right? Like that, it's, 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 it's never fun when you lose like your parent way too soon, right? Cause 62, that's essentially when my dad passed away as well, right? He was 62 years old. Um, he might've been 61, just shy of 62 or 62, just shy of 63. Um, yeah. Like you just know, like, man, there was so much ahead of them mm-hmm. um but i i guess i'd be curious like how because it, it and honestly it's essentially it sounds like very similar timelines in that like my dad was diagnosed roughly two years before he passed away for about a year and a half he was just trugging along like going to treatments doing radiation doing chemo and then you know light switch right flip of a switch it went from fairly innocuous you knew it was going on to man this is full frontal and it's in your face um passing out left and right hair he went from you know hair like mine not necessarily as long right Um, but full head of hair to you know doc brown from back to the future right just stark white thin right and he was losing a ton of weight and all the stuff and it, it it was just like holy shit like this has gone from zero to 60 you know in 1.2 seconds and you're like okay this is real and unfortunately like i think like for my for me i now know well at that point it's too late you know what i mean like it's it's really honestly like too late or at least that's my belief. It's too late at that point to truly um, potentially like impact things. Um, and like a, the biggest learning lesson for me was like, man, once you hear something like that for anybody is like to try to like advocate for them to do everything humanly possible, right? Like your dad talking, like, mm-hmm. I don't want to have surgery, right? And my dad was very similar. He had this lump in his leg kept doing radiation chemo on it and a couple months too late i was like dad let's cut your fucking leg off you know like let's get rid of it like let's just be done with this shit it sucks i get it you're gonna have one leg i'm sorry um but let's move past this deal and focus on the other stuff and you know, it, it again, just trying to advocate for them because, you know, a lot of men and I, I women are probably the same. Like when you're at that stage in your life, you're like, ugh, you know, I've been through it. I don't want to go through it anymore. You know, yeah. 
I don't know. So, like, what was it for you? Like, what was going through your head, like, as all of that was transpiring? Was it very, you know, your parents are telling you not a big deal. We're just going to, like, go through this. And you knew, like, others who had gone through it and gotten into remission. Or was there, like, a sense of panic on your part? Because I know for me, there was none, right? My parents told me, oh, yes. No big deal. I'm not going to live to be 100. I'll just live to 88. Okay. Yeah. So for me, and so just to kind of back up, like I had a, my grandpa had passed away just um, three years prior to that. Mm-hmm. And then I had an uncle, a great uncle that was like another, another grandpa to me that had passed away when I was in high school. So I had been through some of that already, but Um, Mm -hmm. I guess there was no panic for me about my dad because I, I just, I was like, well, he's going to get through this. Like he's going to, he's going to fucking fight this. He's, you know, he'll be in remission and like my grandpa was and, you know, I, I'm not worried. Um, that's just kind of where I was at. And, and I think, you know, so I, I wasn't. And again, like, and your dad was, they lived further away. So it, it mm-hmm. was like, I wasn't seeing him on the daily. I wasn't seeing, mm-hmm. you know, the, the side effects or what would, you know, you go to have chemo and then you're down, you're like, you feel good for that one day. And then you're down for like four mm-hmm. or whatever that was. Like, I wasn't seeing all of that. So I think right. it's just kind of like a little bit of a denial phase. Right. For sure. Um, yeah. I know my mom was going through it though, but. It, you know, she's a caretaker. And so that was just her natural. She was working, working, working and going home to take care of him. We were also lucky to have my cousin who, you know, went to school and was a nurse for some time. And so she was there to help change some of his dressings and like the sure. things that, you know, that he needed and, you know, check his blood pressure and, and do all of those sort of things. So that was nice that we had that comfort level and she, you know, yeah. she could read some signs of sure. like what was wrong. So very lucky to have that advocate in our corner. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I hadn't gone to a ton of appointments with, with them again. Like I, I wasn't in that, like I thought he was going to beat this. Yeah. Um, you know, but after the whole brain thing and I did go to that appointment and that's all I, that's the crazy piece is that that's all I remember is that metal halo around his head and like them drilling these holes into his skull. Um, so that was like, oh, holy shit. Yeah. What, what, what the fuck is going to happen here? Sure. Um, and so, no, I didn't have that panic Um, but I was nervous, but you know, I was also, I was also in a really good space with knowing my relationship with my dad Mm -hmm. had improved like tenfold just from the fact that, um, we, we just butt heads when I was growing up and he wanted me to go to the army. And I was like, you have two sons for that. (laughs) You know, he, he, I was his oldest. So he just had all these plans for me. And so we just butt heads. He was a disciplinarian and I was the little, the little good girl, sneaky rebel. (laughs) 
Sure. <laughs> um, and so, you know, I think then after I had, after I had Henry, so, you know, I, I just, and I, you know, I, I graduated from college and I had this, this beautiful baby boy and I had started an, a career job and, mm-hmm. you know, then I was in the process of, of buying a townhouse and, you know, my dad was not one to speak a lot. Like he only spoke when necessary. Like, sure. you know, he was also a jokester. So yeah. he was the one in the family that could tell anybody to, you know, shut the fuck up. You're being a dumbass, and nobody would think anything of it. They mm-hmm. wouldn't, you know, they'd be like, oh, whatever, you know. Um, somebody else did that. They'd be at each other's throats. Sure. <laughs> um, but so there was this moment after I had bought my townhouse um and had henry that he told me that he was proud of me and you know that's that's all i needed to hear i feel like as i grew up i strive to to please him essentially sure um i think we all do that in a sense we're always trying to please our parents and making sure that we're you know being the great kids that they raised us to be and and um so i felt the way that it all ended, though, those last nine days, I'll, I'll never forget because we ultimately, our entire family lived in this hotel room. We had, mm-hmm. you know, relatives, his, his some of his co-pilots, people coming in. Um, yeah. We were playing cards. And one of the things that the nurses told us was like, wow, we've never seen this before. Mm-hmm. And we're like, well, this is this is what he would want. Like. We're, we're sure. playing cards. We're making jokes. I mean, we're teasing him, you know, <laughs> at mm-hmm. the same time. Yeah. Um, you know, of course, there's some somber moments, serious moments and, and things like that. But we were just, you know, I'll just I'll just never forget that. And um, I think that was part of, you know, it was it was so sad. But at the same time, like the way that it all happened was a beautiful moment that we could be there with him for that long of a time yeah um and so yeah i i just as heartbreaking as it was i felt very comforting or very comforted that he was no longer in pain yeah at the same time like i also felt this responsibility like oh my god i have like i have how how are we going to help my mom sure you know through all of this and yeah. then that was next that was my next worry right yeah um but yeah i well, i, I want to ask you though because you said something that I mean, i wasn't sure what you meant when you were like it was kind of too late to have an impact like what do you mean by that i'm just curious um but impact like what in what way like well my dad was uh similarly uh, to what you have described, I'm not going to listen to a doctor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, and do what they're telling me to do. I'm going to beat this on my own, and I know what's best, and so on and so forth, right? And it looked like cancer's, uh, it's a son of a bitch. Right. And unfortunately, when it gets to be that stage, you 
no matter what kind it is, even if it's a beatable kind, like it is really, really, really tough to do anything when it has spread and it is in this aggressive, uh, we are feeding on every single living tissue that exists within your body, right? Okay, yeah. Um, so you mean it for more of like a curable and coming or turning yeah, like, around? Dude, like attack yeah. early. Right. And versus attack late because attack late is taxing. Your body is taxed. You're struggling at this point to survive. And these treatments are brutal and can kill you in and of themselves. Like know that from experience and what they told me and like the shit that I was going to have to go through. Right. So understanding now, like, and what I went through coupled with that and the, um, momentary like blackout that I had when somebody told me what was going on for the first time had my wife not been there I probably wouldn't have done what was necessary at the time and I know now eight nine ten years later that my dad 100% did not do those things right and that's a huge burden to take on on your own. And, you know, and I don't know if your mom was there, how often you guys were there. But, like, looking back, it's like one of those big regrets. Like, I wish I would have gone to some appointments with him and heard <clears throat> the doctors telling him, here's what you need to be doing. Here's what's going on. Here's where we're at. And I would have been like, Dad, I know you think you are, you know, unbeatable. You know what I mean? And he did because his dad lived to be 101 years old, right? And that was his expectation was, I'm going to do the exact fucking same, Mm -hmm. right? And he could have. Like, I I truly believe, like, there was probably a path to beat that if you set the pride aside, if you set the, you know, I'm – you know, I don't need to listen to a doctor. I'm smart, you know, and you are, but you're not trained in this, right? Like it's okay (laughs) to get the help, you know what I mean? And like, it's okay to have your kids there. And, you know, like he didn't want Justin to, to know at first. Um, We didn't know the full extent at first. Like they kept that from us, right? Like shit like that. Right. And it's like, as soon as you get like a whiff, of anything like that within your circle, whatever that might be, it's, it needs to be, what, what do you need? I'll be there. How can I help hold them accountable? Right. They're going to hate you for it at the time. And like, and I know my dad would have been like, Jeff, get the fuck out. I do not need you here, but he might still be here. Had I been there. Right. And worst case scenario, you just piss them off in the time. Best case scenario, you save their life. Right. But when you, when you wait, if you, uh, it's not that you don't trust them. It's just, it's so overwhelming to hear those words the first time, like you have cancer. Yeah. Um, there's no way any human minus like a psychopath who's just detached from reality at all times, like doesn't like have like this moment of like, fuck. And they stop listening. Right. And so 
that's what I mean, right? Like, and we let it get to a point where it was like, well, now it's it's honestly too late. Like, there's not much we can do anymore other than make sure he's comfortable, you know. And then when at, at when he finally got back to a doctor, the doctor even told him like, Rod, there's nothing we can do. Yeah, we can put you on pain meds and make you comfortable. And right. you know. It just sucks. Whereas like all the kids in the scenario were like, Oh, let's just get him on a feeding tube. He just needs energy. That'll solve the passing out issues. Then we'll attack the rest of this. And like, nah, anything we do is going to kill him. Right. You know, and it's like, fuck me, man. You know? Um, yeah. So that's what I mean. Right. Is like, just be somebody else's champion because it's really hard to in that moment for yourself it takes a really unique individual and you hear those stories and it's awesome when you hear those people who are like, yeah, like I did a, B, C and D good for them. A lot of people mm-hmm. struggle mentally, you know, with that and never get over that hurdle. So be there for them. Right. And yeah. help them get through that. Um, yeah, that's, I guess that's what I meant. <laughs> well, no. And that's where I was just like, I wasn't sure like what you meant in the, in the terms of like an impact and like, I, I, you, you know, you said it more medically of an impact than you could have done. Like, and I wasn't sure if it was like in a relationship type thing of an impact or like, no, you know, um, in, in that sort of a sense. So yeah. I mean, like, relationship wise, like we were always tight and it was yeah. good. And, you know, obviously you wish you had more time and you Absolutely. wish you had five, 10, 15, 20 more minutes and, or 20 more times where you had conversation. Like, there's always that, right? Like there's always going to be, God, I wish we just had that. But, you know, we, we all got the opportunities to say everything we wanted to say. And, you know, I think they knew and, you know, tell them it's okay. You know, all those things. Um, and he got a moment to like have all his kids around and, you know, Hey, here's my wishes for you, you know, like, so that's all great. Uh Um, and there was none of that that was, oh, it sucks. But it's just more of, like, impacting their health. Because I do think, like, that your mental fortitude in those situations impacts so much of what can occur. Yeah, and, you know, to kind of go back to what you said is, like, I don't think we all, as as the kids, right, we did not... I don't think they let on to us exactly what was all told to them. And, Mm-mm. you know, one thing is like my mom, I know she was just probably going through a whirlwind of, mm-hmm. of, of thoughts and, you know, she was just taking notes every single little thing that they would say. But at the same time, like you can't retranscribe that to, you know, in regular terms for us to understand exactly what they're yeah. saying. Well- and, and, um, and I'm relating it to mine Right. And, and I love my mom and she's like, I would do anything for her. Absolutely. Well, and we've had a lot right. of conversations about our moms yeah. after, after this. Yeah. Like <laughs> I would do anything for her. Right. But Absolutely. in, for them in that mode, like caretakers, right. It's how do I make, and I'm, I'm projecting i'm assuming she just wanted my dad to be happy and what do you want rod what do you need what you know yes versus i don't care 
what you want or what you need. This is what you have to do, you know? So stop, right? Like quit with the whatever, right? And I'm going to tell the kids, I know you don't want to, you know, because my dad was very, like, he was our head of family, right? Yeah. um, you know, he was the hammer. He was the the alpha, whatever you want to call it, right? Where yeah. all decisions flowed up to him and down from him. And right. he decided in those moments to share or not share, like, the full brevity of the situation at hand. And my mom went along with it. And so we didn't know the true extent and that sucks, right? But lessons learned, similar scenario. Uh, my kids are going to know, right? right. Uh, whatever that might be, if, if and when that may occur or not, right? And I would encourage anybody, whoever else is going through that, make sure they know. Like, there's, there's no point in keeping that from them. Like they're exactly. going to be like, okay. It's not protecting us from anything. Correct. If anything, it's like, you know, because I feel that we had a very, very, very similar situation in that sense. It's like, oh my gosh, it almost hurt me worse to find out like, oh, they had told him he was in stage four. Yeah. What? Right. I never knew that. Nobody ever said stage four to me. Correct. Correct. <laughs> so like, what? Yeah. Like, what? That's a lot more alarming to me than just, you know, oh, well, yeah, yeah, we're going to do chemo and radiation. Exactly. Right. It raises alarm bells. And again, like, you know, revisionist history, you can go back. You can say, oh, I wish I would have done. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not choosing to look at it like that. I'm saying to myself, anytime I hear something like this in the future, this is what I'm going to do. Right. Like, here, for yourself is, or for your family. Yeah. But very similarly, yeah. we were told. Something innocuous, we'll beat it. And then at the end, you find out, oh, no, this was, you know, stage four lung cancer all along. And there's a huge what in the actual fuck, Fuck. like, goes through your head. I cannot believe, like, this was the scenario, and I was not aware of it, right? So... Yeah, again, lessons learned, you learn these things, and it sucks the price you had to pay or that was paid in order for our knowledge to, you know, be there. And that's what I I guess what I mean, like, you know, by being an advocate, because when it gets to that point, again, ultimately, you know, look, the clock is, it's, it's running and there is no stopping it at that point. Yeah. It's just a matter of how long it's going to keep running. Exactly. So... Exactly. Yeah. How did, so like, how did you, how did you, um, you know, kind of deal with the aftermath, uh, of your father passing? Um, I, so again, like, you know, I was shocked at his funeral and like the, the, um, memorial service or everything leading up to to the funeral um i learned more about my dad during those times than i had before in my life um which was mind-blowing to me like people coming through and talking how much they respected my dad and you know he was a, a you know all of the the things that they said but 
you know, mostly coming from like the pilots or his flight staff that would fly with him because we all thought my dad was an asshole in the family. He'd be like, <laughs> oh, yeah, you know, I'm the number one guy, da, 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 you know, my sure. seniority. I only had to work two to three days a, a month. It's like, ugh, whatever. Tell flight, tell scheduling. I'm no, I'm not home. You know, like they, they would be calling like, hey, is, is Tom Schmall there? Can he pick up a... Can yeah. you pick up a flight? He's like, no, uh, I'm not home. So we all thought he was just an asshole in that, you know, in that sense, like, uh, arrogant, whatever. But mm-hmm. I mean, so the amount of people that said just the opposite of that, I was like, what? And like the stories that they, that they, that they told, I was like blown away. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think me too, like as a girl, my dad was in Vietnam, so you know, I think he had shared a lot of stories with Henry's dad um, and with my brothers more than with, I mean, he never told me anything really about sure. Vietnam sure. that I can really remember that stuck out. I mean, he had some pictures and slides, but, mm-hmm. you know, um, slides, remember slides? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you put in a projector. Um, so... I didn't really know all of that sort of stuff, but just I, so to hear that stuff coming from his, from people that worked with him and that knew him very closely, I was like, wow, like I didn't realize that my dad held like this high of a standard and, you know, was so highly respected. Like I just, I guess I was surprised by that. Even as an adult, like, you know, I was like, oh, damn, like I knew people in my family highly respected my dad, but not I would not have imagined in the professional work world that those were things that were coming from him. So, yeah, it was just surprising to me, I guess. And so yeah. the aftermath, um, I think I was just as the oldest child, I was mostly concerned of how I can help the best my mom and be the best support to her and trying to get all of those things situated. Yeah. I think even when he was in the hospital, I was already trying to plan stuff for my mom and, you know, they're like, no, don't, don't worry about that. We'll get it all figured out. And, um, even now to this, to this day, like, you know, I think, I think everybody grieves so differently. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, I think I was more worried about the people around me grieving yeah. than I was doing any grieving. Um, and so I, I don't know. It's like, I, I don't know how you feel about this, but like, I, I believe that my dad is my angel mm-hmm. and, um, in a lot of ways, like Henry's, and this may sound some really weird to people, but Henry's actions, his kind of the way he carries himself, the way that he's so financially in tuned, um, he's driven, he has like these plans, like, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is like my dad, like, he's like living out kind of the spirit of my dad, and um you know, I just, there's so many similarities there that are just kind of like mind blowing to me that I just kind of sit back and I'm like, oh my gosh, like, I just know that he's with me at all times. Sure. Um, you know, 
I've had those weird signs that people think, you know, oh, you're cuckoo, you're crazy. <laughs> but I, you know, hey, whatever it is that I believe that if it brings me comfort and, um, you know, to, to know that he's still here with me in a spirit, in a sense, like that, sure. you know, that's, I'm comfortable with that. You can call me crazy all you want, but <laughs> so I, I don't know if you ever, you ever feel that or have an experience similar to that, but. Uh, I mean, I think it's just kind of like being open to recognizing it. Right. Um, and kind of not like I see it a lot when I look at my brother. Um, who feel like got a, I want to say a better, but a different version of my dad than mm-hmm. I got, right? And so, like, when I see him and uh, talk to him and engage with him, like, I notice it a lot, right? And so it's just, again, it's, it's being open to it and recognizing it, right? And, um, you know, belief aside, whether or not you think they're angels or ghosts or heaven or hell or whatever, right? I, right. Don't, I don't give a shit. <laughs> Right, like what anybody believes, it's just there is a recognizing of that them in scenarios, uh-huh. right? Uh, that I think is just important, right? Because uh, I know personally, like it, in the aftermath, it was a, a very much a shutdown personally, and like. You know, I've said it a hundred times, self-destruct mode, right? Go ape shit on yourself type shit, um, you know, self-medicate, blah, 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 versus like being open to it, right? And again, part of like doing this is just like wanting to talk about it and like wanting to talk about him and like move past the the tragedy of the situation and recognize like all the fucking awesomeness that was him and his existence, Right. And hear those stories from friends, um, see him in my brother and even in my sister at times. Right. And just their actions and like, you know, kind of how they joke about things and yeah, like I want more of that now. Like I want to, you know, it, that's what it's about. Right. And, you know, or sitting around with my friends cause he was our basketball coach. Right. And telling stories about how he was a coach and the stupid like I shouldn't say stupid, but just all the hilarious stories of him coaching us and yelling at us and, you know, making fun or of us. And I, I listen to, I mean, I, I listen to a lot of your, I listen to a lot of the, I kind of had to skip through the, ba- the, ba- the baseball stuff, but I listened to the one where I don't remember who it was, but like you guys are at college and he comes and like rips off the, the, was going to kick the dude's ass of your yeah. guys' like landlord or something. Yeah. <laughs> A hundred percent. I was like, oh my God, that's so funny. Yeah, my dad and I almost beat up our landlord in college, right? <laughs> like, it, it's it's funny shit like that, right? Like, that yeah. I want to, like, think about all the time and try to remember and have those moments. And as you mentioned, right, like, as you're going through the process, like, hearing all these crazy stories uh, and or people just, like, either gushing about or talking about whatever you want to call it about your dad. Right. And shit you didn't know. Cause there's no way, right? Like, there's no way Henry will know your life in its entirety or right. 80, right? So that's part of doing this. And I, I'm never going to be able to, 
uh, articulate everything that has occurred in my life. But if they can get a better picture, whether it's through a conversation with me or through this, like, let's go, right? Because I don't know a lot of those things about my dad. Like, I was able to have some conversations with him, and I've talked to other people about him, but I don't know a lot. So right. I want to, right? And, again, it's all lessons learned, and it sucks you have to go through a tragedy like that or pay that price to kind of have that realization of some yeah. of, like, truly, like, the shit that's important that should be shared, you know, yeah. Yeah, and, yeah, I mean, and it's, like, so good to, like, be able to hear those stories, and I think, you know, my brothers get it all the time, or, like, some of my friends will be like, oh, my God, your brother looks just like your dad, and, you know, it's like, oh, my God, he he does, yeah. <laughs> and then it's like, oh, he's got the dad bod, like, like Mike did, and it's just, <laughs> I don't know, so it's, it's funny because I think, you know, and I've, I've told my mom and, you know, my family and think like, I, you know, I got the best of both my mom and my dad, their personalities and just kind of the tenacity of, of my dad. But, um, you know, my brothers do too. And so I think that's what we have to, we just have to carry that with us. And like you said, we just recognize. And, and I sure. think that that's the most important and, you know, just, do what, good by them. That's how you keep them alive, right? Is yes. just by continuing to like talk about them, have the stories, yeah. and then see them when you can. I, yeah, and and that's just my personal opinion, right? You know, everybody's yeah. got another way to look at it or whatever, but that's how I kind of go about it and how I cope and deal with it versus like the tragic, <laughs> oh my god, they're not here scenario, right? Right, and. Uh, yeah. yeah for me I, I think it's like in a sense like he still is you know like we'll go to my mom's house and it's like that chair like I don't like sitting in that chair that's my dad's chair sure yeah well they're they're there as long yeah. as you allow them to be there right and as soon as right. you start to kind of say as soon as you stop recognizing that stuff and seeing them in things and whatnot well yeah then they disappear right like they they right. say you, everybody dies two deaths like yep. the first is when you die and the second is when the last person people forget stop about you. talking about you right right and then you're gone forever right and so as long as you keep them alive and keep talking about them and um recognizing them in in your actions and others like yeah they're always going to be there and they're and right. you know because they've had a lifetime impact on you so don't forget about it. Exactly. You know what I mean? We just have to carry them alongside us. 100%. That's what we do. 100%. No doubt. I don't need to take up any more of your time. I appreciate the conversation. Um, it's it's always good to catch up, Anna. A good one. Well, and I'm happy that I can keep up with your life through through the pod. I love it. Well, I, I got to find some way to stay in touch with you. You're so busy now. Oh, stop. <laughs> I mean, I'm busy, but you know, there's, there's ways, you know, we text every now and again. It's all yeah. good. And Instagram. We'll have to do up. a lunch one of these days. Um, yes. and, uh, yeah, get together. But we yeah. Should. I, I appreciate should. you taking the time to having the conversation and all of those good things. I will let you yes. get back to Thank your family. 
Yes, thanks, Jeff. I appreciate you, and um, I'm so happy for you. Proud of you doing this podcast. Every time you say it, I I kind of giggle because I never thought you would do it. Hey, here you are. Here we are, season two, baby. I know. Now you're on another pod. I know. Like it's just two dudes talking sports, talking shit to each other, right? Like not a lot of like insight <laughs> uh, there, but it's a lot of fun. I truly enjoy it. Uh, that's back to even. Feel free to listen if you're listening to yes. this, because uh, yes, that is that's a, that's kind of yeah. like my passion. Like both of these are right. Like I I just love doing them. Like they're they're a ton of fun. They are fun. I'm yeah. gonna take a picture of this All so right. I can share and subscribe. All right. <laughs> Okay, I miss you. And miss you too, Anna. Take care of yourself. Tell everybody hello. Oh, P.S. I ran into uh, Mr. John B. the other day. Oh, okay. Yeah, I ran into him. Said hey. Asked him how he was oh, going. Told me all the stuff. Still there. Still kicking. Yes. It's awesome. He's um, good. He's a yeah, good one. Good to see the dudes out there and the girls, the guys and the girls. Yeah, we have a good mixture there. We have and, a good mixture and there. some people that I work with said they ran, I think they ran into Elise today. Yeah. Or she's... the other day at a uh, a union meeting, and there was some conversation. I was like, oh, yeah, I remember her. She was awesome. I love Elise. She's good shit. Yeah. She's good people. She is very good people. Love her. That's Mama Elise. She's mm-hmm. the caretaker of everybody. <laughs> yeah. Well, tell everybody hello. Uh, Let me know when you're downtown. We'll Minneapolis do. or the or the or the St. Paul. We'll we do. We'll do. Um, right. Yeah, you have a good night, and uh, we'll be in touch. Take care, Anna. Okay. Bye. See ya. All right. Thanks everybody for listening to the show. Uh, means the absolute world. Please like, comment, share, subscribe, rate five stars, do all that fun stuff. Tell a friend if you get anything out of this. Means a lot to your boy. With that, hope everybody has a great week. Look forward to catching up next week. Be good. <laughs>